This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Coming up later, in the midst of what feels like quite a soggy summer, why do we need to save our streams? But first, if you were out and about last Wednesday, you might have noticed an inspiring bunch of young eco-pilgrims as they passed through St Albans. Hannah Eves was one of those pilgrims, and I caught up with her whilst she was walking. I started by asking who was joining her on this pilgrimage. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So we've got... um a group of about six pilgrims this morning. We are walking from Boreham Wood to St Albans. Big mixture of people um, joining us today. So across the relay, we've had people from all backgrounds and all denominations join us. In fact, yesterday on our walk from um, Muswell Hill to Boreham Wood, we had a 75-year-old Catholic priest who put us all to shame with his sprightliness. Wow, good for him. So where does the relay walk start and where does it finish? So our relay started at the G7 in June in Cornwall and it finishes in November at COP26. So we're currently on the London to Oxford leg. And how long are you joining it for? I'm walking for seven days. So I began on Monday um, in central London and I'll finish up in Oxford at the the Christchurch Cathedral. So who's organising the eco-pilgrimage? So it's organised by the Young Christian Climate Network, which is a group of 18 to 30 year olds who believe in climate justice and are seeking to do something about it. So what's your message? What are you hoping to achieve by this pilgrimage? We believe that the the climate crisis is profoundly unfair. So in the wake of COVID-19, we recognise that we might all be in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. And this is the same with the climate crisis. The countries who have done the least to make this happen are suffering the most from the effects of the warming. And so we are walking to Glasgow with the message to government that we need action on the climate now and that it must be just. So we have four main um, asks to the UK government. We're asking them to reinstate the foreign aid budget to pre-COVID levels. We're asking them to secure commitment to double the um, commitment of 100 billion in green finance. We're asking them to come with other governments and put in a mechanism for loss and damage, um, which is the effects of climate change that are already out of control. And finally, we're asking them to push for the debts of the world's poorest countries to be cancelled so that they can spend that money on climate mitigation and adaptation. So you see the climate crisis not just as an ecological issue, but as a humanitarian issue as well. Yes, well, that is really driven by our Christian faith. So we believe that um, just we are called to justice and that the climate crisis is profoundly unjust. I mean, you can see across the world the wildfires and the floods. It really is those who haven't been burning masses of fossil fuels, who aren't equipped to deal with it, who don't have the finances, who are suffering from, from our greed here in the West. We, we care very deeply about that. And what kind of response are you getting from people as you travel? I think people are more and more aware, especially of, like, of, of climate and what is happening. I think people are definitely waking up to this issue. We are getting an incredible response. I mean, we've been hosted by churches and communities across the country who have just 
come out in such a big support of us. And, and like I said, today we're walking up to St. Albans Cathedral and the bishop's going to come. We're going to have a big reception. And, you know, the church, the UK church has just been so supportive of us. And what are spirits like amongst the pilgrims? We had a bit of rain on Monday, but the spirits weren't dampened. I uh, bucketing with rain and they were singing. Oh, it's been such an enriching experience. I mean, I've been having the most amazing chats with a whole different range of people and, and from different backgrounds and different faiths. And it's been incredible. So I've seen that there's other eco-pilgrimages planned in the build-up to the Glasgow Climate Change Talks. Would you recommend taking part? Yes, definitely. I mean, we still have quite a way to go. So I pass over the bound at Oxford. They're heading up to Birmingham. We've still got a few months to go. We're still looking for route section team leaders, for volunteers. So even if you can't walk, you can provide accommodation or on-call support or even just meet us on the way and cheer us on. And I have had such an amazing time walking these last few days. It's been so refreshing to get out of the home office and get out. And and I definitely, I also think it's such a critical issue. So do come along and join us. It's just such an amazing experience. I was talking there to eco-pilgrim Hannah Eaves. And if you were inspired to find out more, then visit yccn.uk. Radio Verulam and St Albans Climate Action Network are also marking the time leading up to the COP26 climate change talks with the Countdown to COP podcast series. Now, Nick Hazel is taking you through one carbon cutting step each week in the 16 weeks leading up to the international climate change talks in Glasgow in November. On Tuesday's Verulam in the morning, he talks to a series of experts to give you tips and advice on one of the 16 Count Us In Step that you can take to be more climate friendly. And this week, local food writer Becky Alexander gives us some practical tips on eating less meat and avoiding the environmental impact of meat production. And you can find the podcast in a Countdown to Cop series on the podcast page of radioverulam.org. And if you've not yet signed up to Count Us In, the website that shows you the impact that you're having in the fight against climate change, then head to countusin.org. Once you've signed up, you can choose a carbon cutting step that you think you can make and be sure to sign up to the St Albans team so that we can all feel supported locally in this global task. Now, Affinity Water, that's the company that pumps the water into our taps in St Albans, is asking us to save our streams. I spoke to Jane Bellard, spokesperson for Affinity Water's Save Our Streams project, and I started by asking her... Why do we need to save our streams now when the River Vare seems quite full and it does seem to have rained quite a lot? We have. We've had a pretty wet summer so far and the the water levels are good at the moment. But actually, this is about long term sustainability of um, the amount of water that we have here. It rains far less than the amount of water that we use. So we just need to um, all make small changes to our daily lives to help the, the long term health of our river, but also to help our our own carbon footprint impact. So in what way does our water use affect our carbon footprint? Water is large in volume and heavy to um, push around a network. So obviously, uh, if you think about the fact that our, our pipes would stretch from here to Australia, we're pushing water around that all the time. So that requires a lot of energy. The, the, the water industry uses about 2 to 3% of all of the UK's electricity. So actually, we can help diminish that by wasting less water in the home. 
suppose also if we're talking about wasting hot water, then there's additional carbon footprint involved in that as well, isn't there? Absolutely. So what exactly is is the problem with us using lots of water? I mean, it's a natural resource. It comes from the sky. Why why shouldn't we use so much water? Sure. And it's a perfectly, it's a very good question. I, I think um, the, the reality is we live in a really heavily water stressed area. And so there is a lot less rainfall here than we need in order to sustain this long term. So there's several things coming up in the future which we need to prepare for. So climate change is obviously impacting the amount of water um, that will be available that will be falling from the sky. But also we've got more people moving into the area all the time. We're expecting around 800,000 people to move in um, over the coming decades. So it's sort of we've got to make sure that we've got enough water for those people. But also we have got these very rare precious chalk streams that we're having to abstract water from in order to to deal with the demand that we have already before we have these extra impacts on the amount of water people are using. So actually, if we're having to take from them, it has a really detrimental effect on the ecosystems that live in those very, very rare, very precious environments. Our precious chalk streams are rarer than the Bengal tiger or the black rhino, and uh, we're making sure that they are here for future generations, not just for now. Right. Okay. I, I see. Um, and so apparently here in St. Albans, we're actually quite profligate with water. We use even more than other areas of the country. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, this time last year, we started a campaign called Save Ten a Day, which was kind of the pilot um, for uh, the SOS campaign, which has been much bigger. And so we're very grateful to people of St. Albans for starting that. And at that point, we were using 9% more uh, water than the, the, the average UK customer, if you like. So that looks like about 13 litres more per person per day. And because of this campaign, we have actually been able to reduce that. So the 130,000 people have now signed up to save our streams and been ordering water saving devices and making small changes. And we're now already starting to see three um, 3.6 million litres a day less being used every day as a result of the campaign but in yeah in St Albans we do use more we still do use more than the average it's coming down thanks to the the great work that the residents of St Albans and St Albans district have been doing um over the last year we quite often get asked you know why is that why would people um here use more water and I think there's a there's a kind of reality to it it's it's so cheap about one pound six p for a thousand liters of tap water you know it, it feels very abundant and because we feel like we live in a rainy country it's very easy to think you know it rains all the time you know water's everywhere it's you know it's it should be kind of easy to access and, and also people pay their bills that's perfectly understandable i think what we're trying to tackle is the amount of water that is wasted in small actions each day so it's things like putting a half load of washing on instead of a full load or a dishwasher half full it's running the shower for for too long before you get into it you know if it's warmed up but you're not not got into it yet making the bath a bit deeper than it perhaps needs to be and um, running the tap when brushing your teeth things like that so those moments where you're not actually using the water that's what we're trying to tackle it's just about making sure we tackle those moments to try to bring it back down to where it is in the more uh, across where, the, where it is in the national average Okay, so so simply by, as you say, tackling that, what is effectively wasting water, that that will bring us to where we need to be. Is that is that going to provide enough? 
Um, it certainly will do in the, in the short term. Uh, I think long term, we need to be getting to a point where, we, where everybody across the whole country is using a lot less water. We use among the most water per head in the whole world. Um, and we are actually, we have less rainfall per head than Morocco. Like we, we think of ourselves as very rainy, but it's not actually as, as rainy as we think. And, um, so, we need to start somewhere. So I think where we're starting is tackling those water wastage behaviours. But we've also managed to get some wins. Um, the government are um, announcing some um, legislation or, or pushing through at the moment some legislation around um, water efficiency labelling, things like that, that we've been working hard on for a long time to help bring industry into this as well as um, just consumers. Right. So hopefully, for, for instance, things like we'd be able to buy um, more water efficient washing machines, et, et cetera, which would help us. OK, so can you just give us three things that will be effective and nice and easy for us to do? Yeah, sure. I mean, shaving even 30 seconds off your shower is uh, has is probably saves you five litres of water. Turning the tap off when you brush your teeth probably saves you about 12 litres of water. And putting a full load of washing on instead of a half load would save you about 80 litres of water. Okay, those sound really quite effective. Now, it's not just water coming out of our taps. A lot of water does leak out of pipes as well. Um, and we are still around St. Albans seeing, um, you know, that, that there's a, there's a water leak being, being fixed on Sandpit Lane whilst I'm talking to you here. We are still seeing lots of leakages around. What's Affinity Water doing to ensure that that source of water wastage, um, is reduced? Thank you. It's a really good question. And it's something that is a real priority for us. And we know also that it makes people feel really cross, you know, seeing water leaking down the road when they're also being asked to save water at home. The reality is we fix 50% of leaks within 24 hours, but obviously some leaks actually we require uh, permissions to dig up the road, etc. So sometimes they take longer. But what we have been doing recently is really listening to what customers have told us. They're frustrated about seeing leaks, so we're working on making sure that the signage around those leaks is better so people can understand what we're doing about them, where we're seeing them, how close we are to fixing it. We fix 90% of leaks within five days, but it doesn't always feel like that. And some leaks are much more difficult to actually get to than others. But we have been able to reduce leakage on our on our entire network by 15% in the previous five years up to 2020, which is the largest reduction any any water company seen in the UK in that sort of period of time. But we're working harder. We want to go further in this five-year period. So we've, we've set ourselves an incredibly ambitious target of a further 20%. Is Affinity Water looking into anything like getting our water from a different source rather than just taking it from the chalk stream aquifers? For instance, something like building another reservoir? Yeah, absolutely. So our water resources management plan, which anybody is welcome to look at on our website, um, lays out all of the options that we're looking into, including things like reservoir building or um, using the canal system to bring water down from the north. But we are looking at all of the different options. But realistically, the most sustainable and the most environmentally friendly by by a long distance would be for customers to reduce the amount of water that they use. So we're, we're looking at doing both and um, and we're, we're most certainly looking forward and ahead to making sure we can provide enough water for our customers now and in the future, but also leave enough water in the environment. That's really important to us. Okay, good to hear that. Well, it's fantastic to hear that um, people in St. Albans are responding to your request and helping chalk streams by reducing their um, their water usage. So if people want to find more about the Save Our Streams initiative um, and to find out what more they can do, how do they find out more? Great, yeah, they can go to saveourstreams.co.uk and there you can take a short sort of three-minute survey about the water that you use in your home. Um, that will then, um, once you've taken that, 
we'll then offer you some free water saving devices that be suitable for your home based on your answers. And you can also take water saving challenges and you can see how much water you use. So even if you're a non-metered household, you can see what, what your per person usage is, which is helpful to be able to compare it to the national average. The national average is around about 143 litres per person per day. But it has all that on there and you can see it in charts. And so it's quite it's interesting to, to see how much you use in what in which rooms and, and, you know, whether you shower more than other people, that sort of thing. Excellent. Well, um, I'm sure that sounds really useful. Um, and as I say, great to hear that uh, that hopefully due to this and the other issues that you've got, there's a little bit more water in our chalk streams than, the, than there might have been. Jane, thank you very much indeed for telling us about that. No problem. Thank you very much for your time. I was talking there to Jane Bellard of Affinity Water. Now, Sustainable St Albans, the local environmental charity best known for being one of the organisations behind the St Albans Sustainability Festival, is looking for new trustees. Now, if you're interested, the first step is to go to a non-commitment information session with a couple of their current trustees. They've got daytime and evening sessions, and you can find out what the role involves and sign up for one of the sessions at sustainablestalbans.org. And they're particularly looking to widen the diversity of their trustee team so if you think you can help them with that then they'd love to hear from you. If you missed last week's show then you'll have missed me talking to Peter Lindemann about how residents are working together on his street to jump the hoops to get new street trees and if you missed that you can head to the podcast page of RadioRoland.com where you'll find the podcast of that and many other shows. I'll be back at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening.